Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today Manana. I'm Michael. This is Xavier. We're happy to have you on this beautiful, fine day. Gorgeous day, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we were just explaining before, Alex, he's, he's on vacation, he's on Montana, so you're just going to have to deal with us two, right? Well, I'm so, I'm so, I am delighted that you are taking the helm, because I just sit here, relax, and yeah, watch you do we the... were doing almost short straws, like, who's going to lead this show? It wasn't like, short ah. straw, it was like, no, you do it. Yeah, well, you didn't put me here, so that, was, that was the final That's straw, fine. I was kind of waiting for something, and you just like, no, I put you... I'm like, oh, yeah, you're good at it. You remember everything you're supposed to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I only know. have one line I gotta say, which is don't I know, forget but that's the- why it was just like I was like, no, make a, you know, I know Xavier. He wants that little limelight today. Which I, I can sense. <laughs> Maybe a lime drink, but I don't know about limelight. Yeah. Well, speaking of drinks, you know, like Alex likes to say, get comfortable, uh, grab your cafe con, cafe con leche, leche. iced or hot. Um, but as always, we're happy to be uh, presented by Merger Financial Services, um, powered by Craddock Serious Insurance. Um, Matias Young Realty, um, Castle Hill Cider, and of course, always um, Faba. So, um, and we yeah. have and we have Miguel here with us today. Yes, we're going to be from- joined uh, shortly by Miguel. Um, but first, I know we wanted to touch a little bit upon. Um, we went to um, on Saturday. Uh, Charlottesville had the several. Sabroso oh, yeah, Festival. Sabroso, Sabroso mm-hmm. Festival. That was, yeah, I that think was, it's, and it's the first time I've been to that, I believe. Yeah, they've had it a while, but yeah. it was the first time we managed to get out yeah. there. Um, we, we took advantage of our Saturday. First, we went to um, Standardsville. For yeah, the Clay some, Festival. The Clay Festival, That's to make exactly. Mama happy, yeah. Exactly, all that pottery and stuff. Yeah. Pops and I, you know, we're just kind of like, okay, but okay. she had to go one next, by one. Next booth, let's exactly. go. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> that looks similar. I felt like I saw that. But it was, it was really beautiful. Yeah, and, it was. And it was nice to see all the local artisans that are there and making this. Oh, it's impressive. Pottery. It is impressive. I mean, a lot of that pottery that, that we saw was like, wow. I mean, this is like really nice stuff. Yeah. So Especially when you don't even have like, I'm speaking for myself and probably for you, we have no... We have no talent when it comes to actually making art. I can't draw. I can't create. So to seeing people create that beautiful pottery exactly. is very impressive. Yeah, yeah, I would assume it takes a little practice too, though. Yeah, I, you know, with the spinny thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that would kind be of fun. That that would be fun. Like I said, but sure everyone's out, got but... the perfect like vases. Ours would come yeah. out like this. And we'll be like, no. It's well, like we a say Picasso. we did it on purpose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's Picasso. I think or, sometimes or you know, sometimes you go to boots and you see this, like you see these weird images, and I'm saying, like, now did they they create that, or it's just that they didn't come out exactly. right? And they said, no, that was a, that was <laughs> they, that was on did, purpose. It didn't come out right, and then they jack up the price to say, no, you're not seeing what it really <laughs> right, is. Exactly. It's like those paintings where it's just like the three lines. <laughs> and it's like going from millions of dollars and, and I'm like it's three lines like no can you see the motions that come like no you painted three lines that's that's not fair but um, yeah so we went to that and then we were lucky to go to the Sivo Sobroso Festival which yeah. was packed like beautiful day and yeah. music and uh, I mean they had really that kind of music that makes you want to move immediately, even without a drink, it makes you want to move. Well, I saw you and Mama trying to. Well, we were trying, but yeah, <laughs> we were trying. One drink, I would have been up there, but you exactly. know, without the drink, it's like I, yeah, but there was only like two there people dancing. There was no orchata, There was no alcohol in the orchata. No, that's right. Exactly, none whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. the food was delicious. We had arepas on wheels was there, yes. sombreros was there, and there was others. You know, but I I, I remember them, and yeah. you know, everything was you know delicious. I mean, I think I think we had a little bit too much to eat and. You know, not enough to drink, I think. <laughs> well, listen, it, it, it filled our tummies and, you know, 
If you danced more, you probably wouldn't have felt so that, full. That there is true. That's true. Well, I didn't see you dance either, though. Yeah, but, but I'm, I, 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 can hold, I can hold a little more food than you can. Yeah. Obviously, at this point, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I see that we have, uh, we have some friends of, uh, we have Ricardo Cruz Duran liking the show, Johnny Onenos, amigo del programa, All liking right. the show and sharing the sh and sharing. Liking and sharing. There you are. There you go. There you Muchas go. gracias, señores. Yeah, yeah, you get the little amigo de, de programa thing that Alex always used to like to say. <laughs> Alex says it like so fast sometimes. I don't even know how he does it. He's like, it's almost like registered just, in his yeah, head. I think he's got, yeah, like he's I have programmed. to think about what I want to say and then I'm like. <laughs> and he's got all these things programmed. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. 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 But uh, what do you say? You want to go right to it? Yeah, no. I mean, we got Miguel here. I know he's got some uh, ideas. He's got, he, he's got all the papers laid out. Forget he's about like, it. I mean, he it's came like, prepared. Yeah, he he really did. I mean, this is, <laughs> and I don't know if this is to talk about the puppy or to talk <laughs> about insurance. I mean, I can't tell. This is know? all the research he did. Uh, on he did on the, the puppy. Yeah, on, on the golden doodle. Yeah. So without any further ado, here we got Miguel. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buongiorno, everybody. Buongiorno. I like that. <laughs> Buenos días, buenos días. Good morning. Uh, well, first of all, it's always so much fun to be here with you, uh, everybody, and thank you so much. I'm, you know, humbled to be in this show every time, and, you know, um, it's, well, it's a admit, beautiful you know, day. The, the, the only reason you're here again is because Carolina was, was supposed, supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. So we say yes, and then every time you come, Carolina should show up. We're like, Carolina, you can bring Miguel, I'm and then she stays and Miguel comes <laughs> I know, I promise she will be here next time. Okay? You said that last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, We're no, delighted we to have you. We're delighted yeah. to have you. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, uh, I'm so glad that uh, you, you I just heard you talking about Seville uh, Sabroso show. Um, you know, that was a beautiful show. I was there. I know. We saw, I, we saw, you know, like I said, we saw Carolina yeah. and your youngest son, which I don't remember his name. Yeah, I didn't see you, but maybe I wasn't there at the time. You were, yeah, so she said you were at the table. She was getting some okay. food to go eat. You know, this was, I Great. don't remember. Well, that was a beautiful, beautiful show. Yeah. It's just getting better and better every year. Like, I was, yeah, last year I was in the show too, and I could, it's probably... Uh, 30 or 40 percent more people at least compared to last year wow uh, so that's beautiful because it's a show that is growing it's getting more awareness in the community in both the you know latino community american community and you will be surprised of how many american people went there yeah a lot well it's just it's just yeah. like i said you know they had the music right and let's be honest i mean i mean obviously i'm a little you know biased but Latino music immediately once you hear it, it makes you want to move. Oh yeah! So they had it out there. They're they're you know singing and and, and it's a, you get there and right away you're you're you know you feel happy right. You like you you feel energetic and, and and again and there's that beautiful delicious choice of different Latino food. So it was you know anybody anybody can go there and feel good. Yeah, no, no, that was a great show. I definitely gonna keep going every year. I don't know if you knew, but we were one of the main sponsors on the show, and we were so Good happy job. to sponsor because you know um, it's part of the culture, and uh, we want to make you know we want to make sure that the Latino community, you know, we can help in any way that we can, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I just will invite anybody. Who hasn't been in this show? It doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, beautiful show. Just make sure you know you say the day for next year 
Yeah. This is going to be great. They got great music, great food. I mean, uh, amazing every time. They, all, uh, they got all these um, food trucks, Mexican food, Venezuelan food now yes, right there. Yes. Uruguayan food. There's a food truck from Uruguay. And, and I know there are other types of foods there. So, you know, um, beautiful. I mean, it's, you're just going to have see any, a good time. I didn't see any there. Cuban trucks, so you guys got to figure that one out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Huh. Yeah, but maybe we can tell the Guajitos people they can bring a, a truck. truck yeah. Bring a truck. Exactly. Find, a, find a truck, bring it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it was it was so wonderful. Sometimes I'm kinda of like jealous, it's like why don't they do this like every weekend? No, I mean, that would be amazing. True. Like every weekend it's like, oh good, yeah. we've got another festival. Yeah. Sometimes you know, you see places in Europe and Latin America, they kinda of do that. They have a little more of like that kind of like fun activity like almost every weekend versus in America where we're kinda of like, ah, eh, we'll do it once a year. Oh Why my gosh! Why be happy once a year when you could do it like yeah. fifty-two weekends out of yeah. the year? It's true. I mean, I mean, think about it. It's, it's an event. I mean, listen. I, I don't know how much effort and cost there is to put that together, right? But these are events that bring people out, right? And they start walking. You know, whether it be downtown or near downtown. And I mean, it went from I think it started twelve thirty to nine o'clock at night, right? So I mean, there's ample time to go spend one two hours, and it forces people to go out, meet people, and enjoy what there is to enjoy in Charlottesville, right? And and like I said, you know, there's there's music, so if if you're not shy, you can go up there, dance a little bit. I mean, nobody's taking pictures or making fun of you. It's just go out there. Well, have I was time. hoping you were going on the dance was why I could take pictures and then. Well, that's why I did. I, I know I know you well enough. You know, I know you well enough. So, but I mean, it's 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 just a great it's a great time. I it think really it's is. a good therapy, you know. Um, given what's That's going on, therapy. you know, uh, on the world today, you know, it's a good therapy to meet new people, meet your friends, especially new people, you know, and and dance. Yeah. Uh, we left around right about when it was supposed to finish about nine. Well, I don't know if that ever finished because <laughs> there was there, I mean, the dance floor it was full of people at nine o'clock. Yeah. And we just left. We just have to leave because, you know, we got two kids and, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it just, we, you know, takes another hour, you know, to take them to bed. So. But, uh, you know, a beautiful show, uh, amazing what uh, people from Simbarreras, you know, and everybody right. that is contributing to the show and uh, people that are working, you know, on it. Um, it's amazing all the job they have done, you know, over the years yes. with this event uh, that is getting more recognized, you know, every year. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you to, you Absolutely. know, all the people that have contributed to making this show happen, you know. Yeah. And the least that we can do, at least uh, business owners, you know, or specifically Latino business owners, um, least we can do is to, you know, support. Yeah. Support mm -hmm. this show, which is what we did this year, and we want to continue doing that, yeah. I agree. I agree. No, it was... Uh, I mean, I know when we went there, it was there was already a lot of people there, so yeah. it was uh, I, I, definitely like a hundred people, I'd say, yeah. easily. Yeah. So, so it was it was jam packed. You know, it's it's cool to see the amount of Latinos in the area, and they're just kind of like all coming together and just like this big celebration. It was it was really great. It was it was yeah, and and you know it's funny because you you walk around and you realize how many people you actually know at this point. You know, I mean, we, we've mm -hmm. been in Charlottesville since 2008, but little by little you get to meet more people, and so you're walking around before you know it's like, hey, hola, como esta, how are you, and so on and so forth, you know. So it's, it's always, that's always nice too, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we have you here because, well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, we can always talk about the puppy, but I also mm-hmm. want to make sure that we, because we, um, we, uh, Miguel told us that he's getting a puppy for his mm-hmm. kids. and, and so We I just only him. wanted to talk about the puppy. But. Yeah, so, so there was the pros and cons to getting a puppy, but I remember, you know, we, got, we did the same thing. We got a puppy when, you know, Michael was in second grade and the other guys were in fifth mm-hmm. grade, and that's basically the age of uh, Miguel's kids. And, and uh, you know, bringing a puppy home does... I mean, it, it forces, not forces because they do it because they want to, but it, it forces the, kid, the kids to uh, participate with, with the puppy because that puppy has energy, right? And he wants to play. And now the kids have energy. They want to play. So before you know it, they're playing with each other outside. You have to walk the dog. You have some responsibilities. So it's a nice, it's, it's a nice growth both on, you know, for the children and, and in this case the, 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 the puppy that they, they get to know each other. And, and really the partnership that's created, it's just, it really is amazing. You know, it's amazing. And it happens so quickly, you know, so. Well, you couldn't have said that anything, you know, any better, but um, let me translate that correctly. Uh, we're getting another kid. <laughs> 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 My wife and I are kind of like freaking out right now. Uh, we think we know what we're doing, but we don't. <laughs> No, but you know, we, well, your we, heart knows what it's doing. Yes, but the rest of it, yeah. No, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's um, hopefully a responsibility that we're gonna share with our kids, and hopefully they will get it in the next few weeks. Uh, but you know, it's, it's it's good to it's good to you know for any family to have, especially if you have kids, or even if you don't have kids, you know. Uh, puppy can only bring so much joy to your oh, life. Uh, you know, for some people, this could even be uh, like, a, you know, a, a, a mental or a therapy, you know. Uh, some people are lonely. You know, you have a dog. You, you, you get a great companion, you know. Uh, you got kids, you know. And, but the main reason is that we want to, you know, grow the family and take our kids off the screen, you know, at least for, you know, yeah. some time, which, you know, Nowadays, it doesn't happen like, you know, maybe your age, at your age, or your time, or our time, you know, when we used to play on the streets with other kids, you know, I don't see that anymore. I mean, it's hard to see kids playing with other kids on mm-hmm. the streets. Thankfully, we are in a neighborhood where there is a lot of kids. I still see that. But uh, in general... Most of the kids, they don't even want to play anymore no. outdoors, you know, it's which is concerning, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's interesting you say mm-hmm. that because you, know, you think about, you know, obviously I'm much older than you are, but when growing up, so after dinner, um, right on my block, I had some friends, and we played what we call stickball, right? And you're talking about in the street, we play stickball. So, you know, you throw the ball, you hit with the bat, and we play until literally you almost couldn't see the ball. It was one of these <laughs> balls that are like pink, you know, really like, mm. and you get to the point where it's like, you know, he'd hit the ball and it's like, it's in the air. It's like, where? I don't see it anymore. And that's when you know pretty much you have to stop. But think about it. So basically after dinner to about, you know, in the summer, 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock, you're outside playing, right? And your parents know where you are because right in the street, right in front of them, right? Other, other people are sitting sometimes in their stoop. But we're not inside watching TV. We're not inside on our computers. We, we were outside, right? Today's world is completely different. It just seems like there's so much going on in, in kids, either phones, laptops, or, you know, pads, or whatever it is, or TV, that they gravitate to that as opposed to doing something physically. So, yes, uh, the, the beauty, I think, of a, of a puppy, of a dog, is that mm-hmm. it will force them also to say, hey, you got to take the puppy for a walk, right? And it's like, now you got to go for a walk. 
and it brings them outside. And sometimes just by being outside, it's like, let's stay outside. Let's play, you know. And it's also good because you can assign your kids or your children like little tasks to do. Like everyone has their own little tasks. Like, all right, on Tuesdays, you know, you take the puppy out to go potty. Or on Wednesdays, you know, you feed the puppy, you know, dinner or lunch or breakfast, whichever it is. And then that's good because then you're also teaching your kids, hey, listen, this, there's also a responsibility that's needed to raising a dog. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I'm just warning Miguel, I don't know how much that's going to last. Maybe <laughs> for like one week they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'll take the dog around every Tuesday. And then it's like Tuesday, it's like, no, daddy, he pooped. And I don't want to pick it up. And then, and then Miguel will be out there picking uh, up the poop. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, well, we'll try working on that. But, you know, I mean, it's... it's um, I think it is for any parent, you know, in today's world, uh, you know, you have to be more conscious with your, with your family, with your kids, you know, and, and you know, you, you really want to be a responsible dad. I mean, just being a dad is not enough today or a mom, you know. You, you have to make uh, some choices. You have to, in a way, train your kids and give them the tools that they need to, you know, make it, make it for the, you know, so they can be successful in their life. Um, it is, I think, our responsibility as parents, you know, to, you know, show them um, a world where you know they can do this, do that, uh, without being on the screen most of the time. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, you know that is just entertainment. You know, uh, we want to make sure they 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 are connected with the human part, so they can socialize with other kids. With animals, dogs, cats, yeah. whatever pet you have, and you know, that way you know they can uh, understand you know what's really happening and not living their life on a screen. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I know it's a. I think you're doing the right thing. You're doing. Um, the right I thing. hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are. I mean, it's, listen. To, like everything else, there are sacrifices, but yeah. in the long run, I think you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want to. So I did want to ask you um, a question, and, and I know last time you were here um, uh, with Chick, we touched upon it a little bit, right? But you know, the insurance industry um, goes through changes like everybody else, right? And and certainly, you know, you you sit down once in a while and you realize, wait a minute, my my premium went up a little bit, in my car, my premium went up, my how, you know, my homeowner's insurance, my premium went up here or there, and sometimes as consumers we say. Wait a minute, why, why, why are the premiums going up? I mean, we've got this inflation. I don't need more cost. You know, I don't need something to add to my burden. So tell us a little bit about, you know, why that happens in the insurance industry, you know, and, and what people can expect. Excellent. Yeah, good question. I mean, uh, yeah, well, it's no, it's no surprise for anybody here or anybody, you know, that insurance uh, premiums are going up, like, a lot. Whether it's your out of home, you know, health insurance, that's that's, you know, um, a big a big rate increase too, and you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything, you know, it, it's just we are going through a economic situation in this country where there is a lot of factors, you know, that are involved into why you know, uh, insurance goes up in the first place, you know, 
you know, when we get calls from, um, uh, you know, insurers, clients, they call, you know, why, why, why my insurance go up? You know, so, no, there is more than why your insurance go up, you know, it's what's going on with the inflation right now, uh, what's happening, you know, what, what's driving uh, insurance rates increases, you know, you know, one of the main things is, you know, high repair costs. If, you know, every, after COVID-19, everything changed, you know, uh, everything from, you know, uh, all the parts, building your vehicle, repairing your vehicle, houses, you know, labor, everything. It's just going up, not to mention what the inflation has done to it. Uh, so, you know, factors like that, uh, even climate change. Have you seen how many f- uh, floodings is happening in this country? Over the past few months, right. not and not even including the you know hurricanes and all that and and fires, <laughs> that's a big you know that's one of the main factors that is also driving why home insurance are going up. It, they just cannot keep up with you know uh, major insurance companies. Uh, they they are losing a lot of money because of it, um, because of the weather has changed drastically. And now, where they used to have, you know, hundreds of claims, now they have probably hundreds of thousands of claims. So, so basically, what you're saying is, if I can understand this right, right? So, I mean, the way an insurance company works is they they take in some of the premiums, right? So they have to build a fund for that circumstance where, let's say, it's just one person, you're you own your home, right? And you're paying a premium, and all of a sudden, boom, you get, you know, some kind of disaster, whether it be, you know, rain or snow or something that causes some issues to your home, right? And so now that insurance company, maybe you've had insurance for two years, and that insurance company has to now lay out maybe like forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to repair. You haven't paid that much yet in premiums mm-hmm. to, for that. But in addition to the fact that they have to pay the 50000 to repair whatever damage the storm created, it used to cost 40000 but because of inflation now, because of labor and the cost, it's now 50000 So somewhere along the line, the insurance company says, we're getting more you know, demand for insurance in the sense of you know, there's, there's more things happening. So our cost is going up. So the only way to, to really pass that survival for an insurance company is to increase the premiums because it's the only way that they can survive. That is true. I mean, costs are going really high, and, you know, um, the, the thing is that it is happening more frequently. Yeah. When, you know, uh, there are actually more car. There's no less car accidents. There's actually more car accidents. There are actually people that are driving, you know, um, reckless driving a lot. I mean, DUIs. And so all of these factors over time contribute to rate increases because the more accidents happen, so the more money the insurance companies had to pay. So they have to justify that. And actually, to be honest with you, uh, even the biggest uh, insurance carriers, they are they have a big debt. They, have, they are losing millions and millions of dollars. And this is why they're constantly raising the rates uh, over the past, I would say, two years. Uh, eventually, uh, according to some statistics that I saw, uh, things may get back to normal, if there's such a thing, uh, by 2025, 2025. But, you know, that's up in the air. So it's a, I guess it's a plateau, right? Uh, yeah. So, so um, 
I guess one of, and I know that there's a question, somebody has a question for you, Ricardo um, has a question, and I'll get to that in, in a minute, but, so, my, my feeling is, when you have a booming uh, economy in the sense of a real estate economy like we did over the last three or four years, right, that creates somewhat of a tremendous pressure on insurance companies because they now have to insure those particular homes. Now, statistically, right, so if you say 10% of homes in any area has some form of damage when there's a storm, if now you've got three times the number of homes, that 10% is three times the number of claims that an insurance company is going to have with a small period of time that they've had new premiums, new insurance. So, it takes a little time before that, you know, all those premiums from all those houses build the nest egg again where they can say, all right, we've, we've built it. And, and a perfect example because, you know, we, we, uh, we helped the California Earthquake Authority, which is in California. There was a time there that there was no insurance company anywhere that would <laughs> give anybody earthquake insurance because in California, it's like you build a house, it's like, well, I'm not giving you earthquake insurance because <laughs> it's not if, it's when, right? <laughs> exactly. So they had to create... <clears throat> an insurance, the government created an insurance company, an insurance uh, agency, um, that basically covers earthquake insurance. Now, you buy it through your insurance company. They don't get anything, right? But you have to still go through an insurance company. But there's a situation where, you know, same thing can happen in Florida, saying, well, there's just too many hurricanes, too many flooding, so we no longer, an insurance company saying, we no longer can afford this we're not going to have this. And so the government steps in and say, we create, a, we create an agency, some kind of fund in order to help, right? So those things may happen in the future also because if there are certain areas where now you're building, I mean, let's face it, sometimes they build in areas where they know it's a flood zone and it only gets flooded once every 100 years. Well, eventually that area is going to be flooded and all those homes are going to be claiming insurance, right? So Correct. does an insurance company... I mean, it's like that in Florida that... I mean, let's be honest, like Florida's always the hurricane zone. So anytime you are a house along the coast, at some point you're going to get hit by a hurricane. It's really inevitable. It's right. not a question of if, it's only when. When. Right. Yeah, and, you know, it, it is uh, like in Florida. I mean, you won't believe how many people just don't have home insurance. Mm -hmm. they, they, just, they just can't afford it. You know? They can't afford a 4000 5000 6000 you know, home insurance, homeowner's premium. It is just they just can't, and some people just take the risk. It's a big risk, you know, when it comes to your home. And what's happening right now, at least, you know, I guess, I think nationwide, and I'm starting to see this in Virginia too, uh, that people are just letting uh, their auto policy lapse because wow. they can't afford, you know. Uh, so, you know, um, economic situations are. Harder for, I guess, other people. Uh, but, you know, I have a few tips, you know, what you can do to, you know, lower, you know, your premium. And uh, according to your budget, you know, uh, that's the first thing you, you know, you're going to do. You're going to take control on your, you know, financial. Um, uh, if, in if, order to, before you go yeah. there, so I have a, because mm -hmm. this is really right up what we've been discussing. So, mm -hmm. Ricardo. Uh, has the question, it says, considering the current season we are in and knowing winter is coming, how can people prepare through serious insurance to make sure they are protected against any unforeseen weather difficulties, etc.? 
Okay, uh, good question. Thank you, Ricardo, for watching the show. Uh, well, the first thing you got to do, um, if you have homeowner's insurance, uh, you, you want to understand what you have, you know, what covers you have. Uh, one of the main things you need to have is uh, replacement costs, you know, on your, ha- on your right. house. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a must. If you don't have it, you need to talk to your, you know, personal insurance agent and asking, you know, to explain and go over the coverage of your houses and see where, you know, uh, you just want to make sure that you have all the requirements that your house, you know, uh, is covered in case the worst is to happen, you know. Now, I can tell you that, at least in Virginia, almost almost every homeowner's policy, they don't cover for earthquakes. But they don't, I mean, you do, you do have coverage, but they don't add it because... I mean, when is the last time we, we saw an earthquake here? But it, it, it could happen. You know, as climate change, you know, gets worse, you know, not only seeing more floodings and, and you know, um, hurricanes and all these kind of things, uh, I foresee more, you know, earthquakes happening. I mean, at least in this country. And uh, you want to make sure that if that is very important for you, you want to be covered for earthquakes, then you must add that. Um, you want to make sure you have, you know, your, all your coverage on your homeowners, you know, uh, have the, um, that your dwelling coverage, the value of your house is up to date, you know, because right. maybe, maybe you have a homeowners, you know, from 10 years ago, but the dwelling coverage on your house or the value of what, your house is worth now, not 10 years ago, you probably want to update that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, yeah, and the liability too. I mean, it's a lot of things. So basically, you know, my, my, my general advice is to go to your insurance agent and, and review your coverage, you know, with him. Make sure you have everything that you need if the worst is to happen. And if there is any gaps or anything that is missing from you that is major or that is important to you make sure you add it it's going to come at a you know premium increase but you want to make sure your house is protected sure if the worst is is to happen yeah no and that's very good that's a, you know that's a, that's an excellent point because one of the things that i think most homeowners do is they they buy a house they got the insurance and every year, they mm-hmm. just keep paying the insurance. They don't, they don't bother looking no. at their insurance policy again every year <clears> in and out. Even though you do receive a statement, mm-hmm. please review your policy and let us know if there's any changes. You just say, Psh, eh, no problem. Let's get going. Oh. And like you said, 10 <clears> years worth of inflation and houses you know, you know, increasing in value, what you used to think is like, you know, I, I used to have a $400,000 know, dwelling insurance mm-hmm. to rebuild my house. Well, if, that, if it costs now, you know, $800,000 to do that, you're in trouble because if something happens, the insurance company says, here's 400 and you say, I, I can build a garage with that. How about the rest of the house? Oh, so yeah. that's, a, that's, that's something that you need to look into and say, we need to make sure, and it's perfect, go visit your insurance agent, sit down with him, you know, Miguel, and say, Miguel, what do I have here? This is, this is my concerns. What should I do? Yeah, and I can tell you in our agency, we put um, the clause of replacement costs in every single homeowner's insurance that we sell. We don't just leave it out. We, it, for us, it's very important because this is not just any anything. It, it is your house. Exactly. You know? And uh, we make sure that you have uh, the proper coverage 
should the worst happens, you know, because having replacement co replacement comes just like you explained, uh, you you know your house is is going to be worth more 10, 20 years in the future than what it is right now. So again, going back to why insurance premiums are going up, you know, uh, the cost to repair a house, an auto, anything. It's just not going to get cheaper. It's just going to get more expensive right. every year, after year, after year. Um, why? Well, inflation. Yeah, that's, you know, basically yeah. I mean, why. I mean, it's true. Uh, I mean, whether inflation is 2% or 7% or 9%, <clears throat> there's inflation. And so that compounds over time. 2% every single year for 10 years, that's over 20%. So that's a big difference between what it costs to repair a car 10 years ago to today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and uh, other things to think about when, you know, uh, why rates are going up is, you know, that impact every, everybody, us, is, you know, like people think sometimes that, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of vehicle you have. Yeah, it does matter. It does matter if you have <laughs> the vehicle of the year, if it's older, you are making models, some vehicles like Europeans, Cars, you know, are way more expensive, almost yeah. double. Why? Because uh, the part of that vehicle to replace that part is pretty much going to cost you double than what it will cost a Japanese car or an American car. It, it is just the way it is, you know. So, you know, factors like that, age, you know, usually young drivers, you know, they pay the price, but there's no, there's no way out of it that, you know. <laughs> Or, you know, uh, people that are, you know, over 70 years old, 80 years old, yeah, they had a, you know, their, their premium increase, you know, uh, ine inevitable. After yeah. 70, they increase or decrease? I think around 75 up, it you, you up start again. becoming a hustler. It's, it's the same thing like health insurance. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a break. I, and, you know, I, and of course, you know, your driving record, uh, you know, um, the credit score, you know, Companies don't talk about it, and people don't know this, but credit cards makes a big impact on how much you're going to pay on your, your insurance. Really? Oh, yes. I didn't, yes. I didn't know that. It, know that. it is, yeah. So, obviously, you know, like anything, when you are going to your bank to get a loan or to get a car loan, a house loan, well, that's what's going to determine your, you know, your loan. In this case, that's what's going to determine your price. The better... Your credit score, the better the rate you get. So that's a good tip right there. It is a good Make tip. Make sure so, your credit score stays up. Yeah, so, you know, just, um, you know, tips, you know, make sure your credit score is good. If it's not good, don't do what you need to do to get it better, you know. Pay your loans. Uh, pay off that credit card. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later, too. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. And, I, you know, I'm sure, you know, as long as what's going on right now with, the, you know, the, the Fed, are they still increasing the rates right now? Well, they didn't yesterday, but they, they still yeah. left it open. Um, okay. But, I mean, certainly what he said was he's going to make sure that interest rates stay high for a longer period of time, which is, it's not good immediately over time. Mm -hmm. it, the impact is not as bad, right, because people get used to it. But certainly, it, I mean, anytime rates are high, the cost of capital is higher, right? And that makes it troublesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us some other, any other tips that you have? Well, I mean, uh, you know, you want to have, you, you know, first thing I would say, you, you got to make sure how is your driving record, you know? Uh, make sure that if it's good, 
you know, then that's, that's a good that's a good sign, you know. You, but if it's not good, if you have a couple of speeding tickets, if you have an accident, a couple of accidents, you know, you you probably want to slow down, you know. You probably want to drive better. <laughs> uh, go to the DMV. Like, if you have a couple of points on your license, you know, best thing you can do is go to the DMV. They 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 take you to a website where you can do you can uh, like train on an online driving okay. you know course where they as soon as you get the certificate uh, they take five points off your record wow and and you know if you haven't done so you know might want to do that sure uh, so now they the DMB only allows that every two years so now you can go next day and do the same thing <laughs> every work. month we're there okay <laughs> it doesn't work that way but at least you can knock off you know five points from your license you know so Tips to, you know, uh, lower your premium, you know, uh, be in control of your driving record. I mean, nobody else will but you, right. you know. If you drive reckless, you know, if you speed up all the time, it's a matter of when. Police is going to stop you and give you another speeding ticket and another speeding ticket, and that's just not going to help. If anything, does, the, does the insurance premium kick in almost immediately when that happens or is there a lag? Uh, no, there is, well, that, good question because, uh, and this is what I, uh, it depends on the type of policy you have. Like if you have a, like a six month policy, it will, they will know after your renewal. Okay. And this is why we advise most of our customers to do like a 12 month policy, you know, because let's just say we do a 12 month policy right now and you get a speeding ticket tomorrow. Is that going to show on, the, on your record right away? No. But it's going to show 12, 12 months, months later. So you're lucky. You're not going to pay over a premium for having that speeding ticket you just got okay. after 12 months. Now, if you got six-month policy, well, you bet. Six months later, that's going to show. And okay. then, you know. so, so in essence, so, so if you have a, a policy that renews every year, every 12 months, mm-hmm. Um, then if you get a speeding ticket, my suspicion is then, then you can go take that driving, online driving, get those points off. Is that, would that help? That will help internally with your driver's license and the DMV. But it doesn't, doesn't but help it with the insurance. doesn't do with the insurance. So insurance, every time you get a driving, um, a, speeding, you know, a speeding ticket or an accident, it's going to stay in your record okay. for up to three years. That's what we call minor violations, speeding mm-hmm. tickets, Accidents, whether are full or not. Of course, you know when you have an accident that is not at full, it, it doesn't. Your insurance doesn't go up much, but when it is at full, it will. Okay, so these kind of minor violations are going to stay in your record, whether you like it or not, up to three years from the day you know you have those now then we we have what is called a major violations which uh you know are reckless driving you know duis and you know things right. like that uh and yeah. these are worse because they are going to stay five years in your record so just you know Please drive, drive. You know, don't don't drive while texting. I will never recommend driving and texting. Uh, Hard to recommend that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't drive. You know, don't drive. If you're drinking. If even if you have two or three cups, three beers, is look, it's it's no it's not worth it. You know. Right. I mean, it, it, it's better to pay off a hundred dollars for Uber. And trust me, it might sound like a lot, 
But when you see the cost of getting a DUI, you are up to pay at least $6,000 plus jail time. And that is assuming you didn't have an accident because when you had an accident and you injure other people, uh, things are going to get worse for you. Yeah. And so it's not worth it. You know? Just make sure if you are drinking, don't drive. Take someone else to drive your car. Sure. Or just get Uber. Uber is everywhere right now, anytime. You know? Is is uh, um, you know one of those things that you sometimes no, 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 think that, about that, it. I but agree. I agree. That's um, and uh, you know another another tip I think is uh, you know I think the main tip that I would say is important is take control of your you know fi- finances. You know you want to know exactly how much you spend. You know how much how, what is your budget. You know uh, if you don't have control of your, you know, financial, you know, uh, you know, then you don't know where your money is going to. Yeah. Therefore, you're spending a lot of money here, a lot of money there. And so you just make sure you are in control of that. So that way, you know your budget. And if you have a very expensive car and you're, right now, you, your rate increase and you can't find anything cheaper, well, might want to think about, you know, replacing your vehicle for a cheaper vehicle, you know. I'm not saying that in a in a bad way. I'm just saying that momentarily, until you you know get your feet up, and 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 then you know don't pay the price. No, no. I I, so. I, I mean I agree. I mean I think, and and I mean that's I think that's just good advice across the board. And I think given where we are, without any doubt, in this particular cycle of mm-hmm. economic cycle. Um, getting a handle on your budget is so important, right? Um, and and it's one of the one of the challenges I think people have is um, is the fact that everybody has credit cards, so it's very easy to you mm-hmm. know you go to a store, it's like oh yeah yeah I just paid <clears throat> with my credit card, right? Little knowing that eventually mm-hmm. you have to pay that bill. Yeah. And if you can't pay that bill, then you're challenged, right? Yeah. You're going to be in trouble because the interest rates and you know Michael and I were talking about this yesterday. You know the interest rates on credit card bills are through the roof. I mean, the, the, the concept that rates go up, but it doesn't do anything to credit card rates is erroneous. I mean, the more rates go up, the more those credit card rates go up. Exactly. And, and right now, the average credit card rate is about 20%. Oh, my gosh. And the average <laughs> store credit card rate is about 30%. So you think about it. You buy something. You don't pay it off. The next month, you're ta- you know, your, your interest is going to be pretty large. And if you don't pay attention to that before you know it, you'll have paid twice for the product you just purchased. And so, again, you talk about taking control of your budget. You need to really sit down and think about what is my budget? What can I afford? There are some things that are important. And obviously insurance, home insurance, you know, life insurance, especially if you have a family, you know, your car insurance. These are very important items to have because one never knows what can happen in life when the when an accident ha- one doesn't know when an accident's going to happen so that's where you want the protection right so you want to make sure that you can afford that first and then you know any type of you know fun inv- fund that you want to have go ahead if you have the budget but if you don't 
make sure that you that you take control of of the things that are important. Yeah, and I mean, and if you don't know how to do it, you know, I would advise you to talk to your you know personal finance advisor if if you have one, and and you know just because some some people just don't know where to start, but you right. gotta start somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because it's 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 better late than never, <laughs> and uh, and if uh, you know if you don't have a financial advisor, well, I mean, who better to to come to you guys. I mean, you do this sure, just call Michael. every day. <laughs> call Michael. I mean, uh, um, but you need to, you know, you need to take control on the spendings that you have on, on and the budget and everything, everything, you know, that uh, is involved with money. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I can't stress that enough. Um, uh, to If you have no control on that, then... You're gonna pay the price. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's no, true. Yeah. Well, Miguel, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all these tips. That was extremely helpful. I think I think our viewers. I certainly learned a lot, and I think our viewers did too. There was there was a lot of insurance that goes way over my head, but at least now I feel like I got like a little better <laughs> sense of what exactly so many different factors that affect you know, your premium and insurance. So yeah. thank you, Miguel. No, and and my, before, before you leave us, let's, so, so why don't you tell us about, um, you know, where people can find you? Well, people can find us. Uh, we, we are local here. Uh, we have uh, our offices uh, pretty much in the heart of Charlottesville in 29 and Rio. Our address is uh, 687 Bergmar Circle Drive, I mean, Bergmar Circle. Um, pretty much, you know, very close from the... Um, uh, 29 and Rio intersection. Okay. Yep. Um, you can you know find us there, or you can call us at 434-956-4458. Uh, we'll be there from Monday to Friday, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, we also accept you know um, um, appointments too. You know, okay. if you have a, you don't have much time, we can make an appointment. And if Miguel's not there because he's in the show, just ask for Carolina. <laughs> you can ask for Carolina, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Miguel. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You so much. Um, no. Look forward to next time and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, give my regards to Carolina and everybody else at uh, yeah. and, and, and good luck with the uh, puppy. Yeah, oh, I, will, I will need it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> next time you come, you can tell us how it's going. Exactly. You can bring the puppy on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, that, that was, was good. That was very informative. I'm well, you know, you know, it's interesting because I, I think, you know, most people, I don't think most people understand insurance and really how it works, right? Because, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, I, I remember people used to say, I don't get it. Why can't I just get health insurance when I get old? Well, it doesn't work that way because when you get older, you know, the insurance company is going to say, yeah, okay, so for 40 years you felt like you didn't need it. Now that you're 50, you want it, and Mm -hmm. then 52 years old is when you start getting problems. It's like like getting life insurance at 80 years old. It's like, okay, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. exactly. I only want to pay a very small premium because I'm going to die next week. Can I do this? (laughs) Yeah. So I think understanding how insurance works, right, Mm -hmm. And, and, and the challenges that insurance companies are having today, um, is important. And second of all, as as Miguel was saying, it's it's probably good from the tips point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is so important, really, to take control in times like this where you have, because it's it's interesting. I know that you know we've looked at you know over the last two years, right? We've seen inflation grow all the way up to nine percent, and it was seven percent. You know, we're north of three percent right now. Um, and I know there's a lot of people saying, hey, you know, we've got inflation down under control. And the answer is no, we don't, right? And, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me. But 
Um, the problem we have with inflation is that when you look at the total package and you think it's 3%, um, that's not very realistic anymore, right? And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, I think it was well, Paul Krugman, he said, well, if you take out yeah, I saw if you that take out food, if you take out gas, and you take out all these other things, and, right? And like rent, for example. Rent, yeah. Then inflation is at zero. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. However, out of everything that we mm -hmm. that the the consumer needs in life is it needs energy. to it's a rental. It needs energy, right? Gas, electricity, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and food. food. So if that's so, if inflation is at zero, but we're seeing inflation at three percent then that still must be pretty high. And the answer is yes, it is high, right? So, so those are the challenges that I think consumers are, are, are having. And when you see the type of credit card debt that has been, you know, the, the increase in credit card debt over the it's last few years. It's, it's past, past a trillion. trillion. Exactly. You know, um, and I think this, this is, last month was the first month where over 51% of consumers felt they could not pay off their bill um, their entire bill in one month. Because, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, we, I mean, I use credit card. I buy, I buy things with a credit card. At the end of the month, I pay the whole thing mm -hmm. off, right? So there's no interest. There's no penalties. nothing going on there, right? Over 51% said they can no longer do that. So that's increasing. So these are, these are problems that I think, from an economic point of view, that we're seeing. It is a problem that we're seeing because interest rates have skyrocketed from a very, you know, easy type of, Environment that the Fed put us in with zero interest mm -hmm. rates now to you know five six seven eight percent. Translate that into other companies that are now you know I mean companies borrow all the time right mm -hmm. so whether they're borrowing long term or they're borrowing short term, their rates have gone up. So if their rates are going up because they need to borrow and most companies borrow either short term and that's commercial paper, um, if they're borrowing short time and their rates are going up, guess what? Their products are now all of a sudden going up. If their products are going up in prices, who's paying for that? The consumer. Mm -hmm. So it's a vicious circle. And so it eventually, yes, does it, does it stop? I mean, if, if rates stay where they are today and they don't keep going up, then there's, there's the ceiling, right? But the pain that that has caused in a very short period of time, I think, is detrimental to this economy. And so I think we're going to continue to see an economy that's going to be challenged in different ways. Um, Back yes. to credit card debt. At what point does that become a bigger issue than it is now? Like people being at the point where it's like, I, I actually can't pay off my debt. Like oh. what, what happens at that point? I mean, so there, and, and you see that already. So I think delinquencies, I read delinquencies are the highest it's been since 2012. So that's what exactly happens. I mean, people stop paying. People stop paying the credit cards, right? Those credit card companies now are challenged themselves, right? Because they're expecting you to pay. Mm -hmm. Now you're not paying, and so before you know it, their their balance sheet's not looking very good. So again, it's a it's a vicious circle, and you know we we you know we came out of a pandemic where I think everybody hoped that the economy would be beginning to boom because of it. Because anytime you shut down the whole economy, you expect it. Well, if it's been shut down for a year or almost a year, you expect it to come out really nice and rosy, and we didn't. And it was because obviously the 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 reaction of not being able to get the supplies from different places around the globe was troublesome, right? And it continues to be. But I think it should open up the eyes of many countries, in particular this country, to say we can no longer depend, not, not for any political reason, but we can no longer depend on always having accessibility to products that we need to finish the product here. 
we should be able to say we can take care of that ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nothing, re- nothing wrong with being global, but you also have to be smart. And you have to be smart in such a way that out of all the countries in the world, the U.S. is the most powerful and it has everything that you need to sustain yourself, right? So that's one area where I would say it's going to cost more because labor here is more expensive than labor in China, than labor in India. But I think over the long run, I would suspect that most Americans are willing to pay a little bit more as long as the jobs are here and as long as the economy continues to flow Mm -hmm. in a more fluid fashion. So, again, it's just one of those things where, you know, interest rates, the rise of interest rates that have occurred so quickly by the Fed. And, and again, it's not that I'm bashing the Fed, not that I don't like doing it, but it's not that I'm doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm not in their position, right? But how quickly they raise rates in a short period of time has created an enormous amount of pain, right? And so the consumer is now challenged to find ways to continue to live in the way that they used to live, right? In the sense of, yes, I used to buy all this and spend money here and spend mm-hmm. money there. And I think sooner or later they're going to find out they can no longer do that. And as, as Miguel said, you really need to sit down, look at your finances, look at your budget and say, what is it that's important to me? What can I afford? And make sure you don't fall into the trap of saying, yeah, I'll be able to pay that off, maybe not this year, but next year, because that just balloons into the point where sometimes you just can't get out of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, again, it's um, and the other area that I wanted, I know I just wanted to touch uh, touch upon is, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of people ask us about the uh, high-yield money market funds. Mm. And I always tell people, the money market fund is there for a reason. And the reason you have a money market fund is because you felt that you want to have some money liquid available at the snap of a finger. And those are savings where you don't want to take any risk. You want to earn a little interest, but you don't want to take any risk. So now you're saying, I'm willing to increase the risk of that investment. Why, why is it more risky, a high-yield money market fund? So a high-yield money market fund, basically, so money market funds run on two, two ways, right? They invest in short-term investments by corporations. Mm-hmm. Most of those corporations, again, it's, we talked about a little commercial paper, commercial paper. Um, so there's short-term borrowings by companies like, let's say, you know, Exxon, Costco, all these companies have short-term, mm-hmm. right? So they're solid companies that you know the, the, the monies are there, they just keep rolling it. High yields, you're going out to companies that have uh, a different, uh, I guess, balance sheet economic uh, situation where their borrowings are more risky in the sense that you are not 100% certain that they can pay those back. And the one thing that I think most people don't realize is that when a company borrows, and whether that loan is a 30-year loan or a six-month loan, both of those loans are exactly the same. What do I mean by that? If the company goes bankrupt, both of those loans are now worth whatever it is. If it's $0.10 on the dollar, not because it's a six-month loan, they say, okay, that one will let go ahead, maybe in six months we'll pay it off. No, once, once a company goes bankrupt, all loans are worth exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So the risk you're taking in a six-month high yield is the same as you're taking in a 30-year, only you're getting paid a little less. So my point is you are now willing to invest in a vehicle that has higher risk for money that you feel that, is something that you want to make sure is there, and it mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't lose any value. So I tell people, that's just the wrong move. If you have excess cash and you want to invest it, there are ways to invest it that doesn't have to be in those vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. And go ahead and invest it. 
But if you want to make sure that that fund, those funds are there for when you need them, and it might be a week from now, a month from now, two months from now, don't be, you know, don't be putting that money into a high yield savings account in order to earn four percent or maybe five percent instead of two percent, because it's a risk that you don't want to take, right? Mm -hmm. You want to take risk, take risk in your retirement portfolios where they're going to grow over time, where you have the ability, or, or your brokerage account, where you have the ability to take a hit here or there if the market, if something happens in the market. Not in what you need liquidity and you need those to yeah. pay whatever it is you want to you pay. You can't for. have your cake and eat it too. If Correct. you want the money to be quick and, and you think you're going to use it, there's no point trying to take a risk with it. And then if you don't need the money, then why you bother putting it in a savings account? Just exactly. invest it at exactly. that point. So, so think, you know, again, and you come back to. Come back to Miguel's point, right? Do your finances. Think mm -hmm. about it. What's my budget? What do I need? If I have an emergency fund, and 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 that's where you want to maybe have your money in money market, mm -hmm. and and that's your emergency fund. Keep it in a fund that's very safe. That's your emergency. You don't want to take risk with that. And everything else. Think about if I have enough and have extra, then go ahead. Find ways that you can invest that and earn more than a than a high yield savings account, right? And if you and, and for the same risk, you could be probably earning two or three times, right? So not two or three times. That's that's exaggerated, but at least two times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So a, a lot of a lot of uh, we covered a lot of topics today. That's yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I can get going in this, you know. Yeah, that, um, I know. Well, so. I'm, I'm glad we moved past the credit card thing. That was not painting a very rosy picture for the future. I no, like it's it. you know, it's more just to make people aware again because I you know I we work with so many people. That, that you sometimes you sit there and you go, the first thing we do is tell people you've got this credit card debt. Mm -hmm. You know, you, the first thing we need to do is pay that off because it's just soaking up your savings so quickly because the interest is so high, right? So, again, I just want people to recognize that looking at your budget, thinking about what you're doing, how you're investing, you know, and what, you know, what you're spending your funds at is so important. Now, do that budget and say, do I really need this this month? Because, and if I can't pay off my credit card, how much do I really need that which I'm buying today? I mean, the pleasure I'm getting today, is it, how painful is it going to be tomorrow? Am I, is it worth it or not? That's important. You know? All right, well, thank you so much for coming on today, Pops. Oh, Are thank you. you. Sharing your wisdom and your <laughs> advice. It was, it was, uh, it was good. I, I, thought, I thought it was a very good show today. So did I. No, I, I, like I said, I appreciate Miguel coming in and really giving us a good overview of what the insurance, um, you know, business is like, you know, because that's a business and also. An explanation as to why yeah. premiums have been on the rise, exactly. too, in case people had that question. So, yeah, yeah it was definitely good. Um, we had a good show this week, and, and next week I think we're going to have another good show. Yeah, we've got some people. Yeah, so we're going to have Shanice Gray from Peace of Mind Helpers coming on the show, as well as Molly Bosart. Uh, she's Bread and Butter Digital Marketing. Bread and butter. Wow, bread and butter. Water, yeah. That's interesting. I know. When you <laughs> yeah. saw bread and butter, you were probably thinking. Yeah, oh, me too. I said bread and butter. I like that. Yeah, I like that combination. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as always, we're um, happy to be presented by Emergent Financial Services um, and partner with uh, Craddock Series Insurance. Our friend Miguel from Craddock Series Insurance here today. Um, Castle Hill Cider, Matisse Young Realty, and of course, Faba. Um, and I want to thank, I mean, you know, thank Ricardo and yes, John for, Ricardo the, for his question. question. Yeah. All, all our viewers who watch and make the show possible. Big thank you to I Love Siva for having us, Judah behind the camera, Liza for being our big, biggest cheerleader, <laughs> the biggest smile Xavier and I get when we walk Absolutely. into the room. Talk about puppies, right? Exactly. There you are. Exactly. Unconditional love. Boom. Yeah, so um, 
on behalf of Xavier and I, thank you to everyone. And uh, hopefully Alex will be back next oh, week, I imagine. Back. Yeah, but yeah, um, until then, hasta mañana. Hold on, boys.